Coming up, Valentine's Day or not, here comes another first date. Don't freak out, just relax and enjoy the ride. Listening to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm your host, Heather Dean. And this week, my guest is Elisa Ben Shalom, the author of the book Get Real, Get Married, and also a popular columnist here at H.com on the topic of dating. And she's also known to many as the marriage minded mentor who's clients from all over the world want clarity in dating for marriage. And this week, we're speaking about first dates, how to just relax and enjoy the ride. For more information about Elisa's important work and to invite her to speak to your community, just visit marriagemindedmentor.com. That's marriagemindedmentor.com. Welcome, Elisa Ben-Shalom to At Home in Jerusalem. Heather, thank you so much for having me. You know, before many people even go on that first date, how many times have you heard that one or maybe even both people are so nervous about that first date coming up that they are feeling physically ill? I'm just wondering how you advise people to actually physically just chill out before that first date. So first of all, it's totally normal. People freak out internally Mm -hmm. and it's a natural reaction to the excitement and the hormones and everything that is flying because there's such an opportunity that's in front of them and they realize what that is. So first Mm -hmm. of all, it's normal. If we at least can say we know it's normal, then we don't have to worry about it. But then the question becomes, what do we actually do about it? Mm -hmm. So I have a few tips that I can give you. One is even if you're an avid coffee drinker, just be careful about your coffee consumption. Coffee makes you anxious. Coffee makes your heart race. And it's not ideal to be on a date and not exactly yourself because you're sitting there and you're like antsy and you're fidgeting and you're you're jittery. It's very difficult. And with that in mind, it's also really good if you can exercise a little bit earlier in the day, because if you get some of that nervous energy out, Mm -hmm. it allows you to calm down on the inside. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're really good and able to kind of have a meditative moment or a calm moment, whether you close your eyes, you know how to do a meditation, something deep breathing, literally close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out Mm -hmm. and calm yourself and center yourself. That's great. If that's not your practice, Mm -hmm. I don't recommend you do it. Only try the things that you're good at. (laughs) Right, right. Because that could make a person... uh, It could make you anxious just trying to prepare. Yeah, if you're not used to that. How about a place for that first date. So, you know, I'm just wondering if there's an ideal setting for a first date and and also what is a terrible place for that first date? Great question. A terrible place is a place where you can't talk, whether it's the theater or the movies or a lecture or some place where somebody else is doing the talking or something else is being presented. It's lousy for a first date. Right, right. Because if it's a movie, it's like two people just sitting in the dark facing forward, looking right. at a screen. So right. that's very... And you can't get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Or even if it's a lecture or a show Mm -hmm. or something where there's common interest with something that's going on, it's not enough in the beginning. In the beginning, you need to be either face-to-face or taking a walk. So some people go to a hotel lobby, have a coffee. Some people go out to dinner or lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people take a walk in the park if it's that time of year. Those those are ideal places. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, good. And... So let's say that this first date is getting started. What are some good icebreakers or conversation topics to keep things light and friendly? So I love this question because a lot of people are afraid a first date is 
is it's just time to show everything. They just have to get it out there because, hey, maybe you're not going to have a second date. Mm -hmm. And it's really not the case. You mm -hmm. have to take a step back and remember, you maybe will have a second date. You maybe won't have a second date, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. You're only on the first date. Okay, and, so and we need to deal with the past and the present. Okay, so it's present and we're just... At, we're just doing an icebreaker, right? So I remember when I was single, uh, once on a date hearing, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And I just froze like, what? You know, this is, uh, where do you even begin? So these open-ended questions, right. that's kind of not exactly the best icebreaker, I'm guessing. What, what is your take on that? Like, what, what is a good specific Some, I mean, icebreaker? yes and no. People okay. want to get to know you. So there are people that bring these games. They have cards or these books that have questions in them, and they have random things. Like, if mm -hmm. you could be any personality across time, who would you want to be? Mm -hmm. Some people are comfortable with that and enjoy that, and other people think it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't actually work for everybody. Mm -hmm. In terms mm -hmm. of icebreakers, that... I would say that for the people that it works for, it's it's wonderful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for the people that it doesn't work for, you, when you do talk about yourself, talk about the things that excite you or spark mm -hmm. you or a hobby or an interest or mm -hmm. something, the most interesting that, thing that you've done in the last six months or something that just mm -hmm, somebody else mm -hmm. could relate to mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. understand about you because people want to get to know who you uh, are. Okay. So if, for example, someone says, I like to travel, right? So your question of, well, what's the most exciting place you've been in the last six months? Like, that's a good question, I right, guess, or, to or why? Why are you mm -hmm. traveling there? What's, mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. excites you about that? Mm -hmm. You want to dig deeper into it and get somebody to tell a story. As mm, opposed, You don't nice. want facts and information. You're looking for stories. Nice. Wow. Well, that's a game changer already. That's great. You know, I've, uh, I've heard many dating advisors urge single people not to overpredict what someone's really like based on how they act on a first date. And a couple of reasons could be that, you know, everyone's a bit nervous and maybe they'll say something odd or make some, some some sort of social faux pas here and there. And and also that first first dates, people are kind of putting on a bit of a show in order to impress the other person or, mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes people just feel uneasy about the whole thing. So what do you say about second guessing or over predicting? So I would say stay in the moment. And I tell people usually assume when you're going out on a first date, assume there's automatically going to be a second date. You don't have to think, am I going to go out again or am I not? Aliza said, I'm going out again and that's it. At the end of the date, when you go home, you sleep on it, you wake up the next morning. If it's an absolute no, mm -hmm. it's a no. But mm -hmm, when you're mm -hmm. on the date, you're not actually processing whether it's a yes or no. Because I told you it's a yes. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we just assume it's a yes. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of a mental game to get you to just stay present. Okay. So can you give me an example of someone who spoke to you after first date and maybe they said something that the other one made this huge social faux pas. Maybe they think it's huge anyway. So how do you take someone who's climbing up the wall with this mistake? <laughs> I, have a great, I have a great story. Mm -hmm. um, this couple went out and she was so excited to go out with him. There were so many things that were in common and there were really, there was a good connection. And on the date, he was so comfortable that he started sharing and he told her about a trip that he had been on, but it was actually a terrible trip. It was awful. The whole trip was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And he told her how awful this trip was and what mm -hmm. a disaster it was. Mm -hmm. And she came back from the date like, Aliza, this is, he's so negative and, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't have a positive outlook on life and what's wrong with him. And I said to her, what do you like about him? 
and the, the phone was silent. Mm. And she finally said, you know, I was so focused on this awful experience, I don't know. I said, well, then you don't really know him. And this experience for him, if you think about it, maybe he was so comfortable with you, he felt like sharing. Right. So right. you can't judge him based on this. Mm-hmm, don't hold mm-hmm. that against him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. And I'm also wondering what you think about first dates where both people have such great chemistry. They can just talk and talk for hours and basically know each other's life story by the end of that first date. So like, do you advise people when to end the date, even if it's going really well into hour three, hour four? <laughs> right. If it's going that well, you you don't ruin something that's moving, okay. right? A thing in motion stays in motion. And if it's a good date, I let them roll because there's not so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. How often does it happen that you get one of those amazing dates that actually lasts for that long? Mm-hmm. It's actually not so normal and not so common. So when it happens, we let it be. Usually people on their own will end it, like you said, after three hours or four hours, mm-hmm. and it's finally time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, let me ask you this. In the time that we have remaining, sometimes I've even heard from singles that when the conversation does go for an hours and hours and hours, that sometimes a person feels like, like, well, I know this whole person's life story and therefore there's no mystery left and that I that I don't want to continue. You know what I'm saying? So so right. when do we know what, when to balance? Yeah, when to really end the first date? So ideally I would say even if things are going well, you should end it after about three hours. That's okay. on the longer side. Okay. And if it's not so great and you need to get out of there, you could let somebody off the hook okay. after like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Fine, <laughs> fine. Okay, and uh, to close things. How do we know when, if we want a second date based on that first date? So this is the rule. A no is a no. Mm-hmm. Anything other than a no is a maybe, and you go out again. Oh. You don't even have to think about it. A no is a firm no. Anything right. else is a maybe. You're not marrying them. It's just a second date. <laughs> right, right. Okay, terrific. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about first dates with us, Elisa Ben Shalom. Heather, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And there are many excellent articles and classes on H.com about dating, many of which are written by Elisa Ben Shalom. Check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.